How you doing, ladies and gentlemen? My name is Corey. I'm host of Conversations with Corey podcast and the person that runs the social media football page on Facebook and Twitter, known as Football Kentucky DBA. Today's guest is managing partner of FBU and All-American Bowl, Steve Quinn. How you doing today, Steve? Man, I'm doing great. Thanks for having me on. I appreciate you, uh, you know, making my, my day. I love doing these kind of interviews and talking football shop or whatever. Man, I'm, I'm glad we could make it happen, man. So how did you go about becoming a managing of FBU? And when did you decide to partner up with Eric to run FBU? Man, that's a great question. I don't know how far back you want to go because Eric and I have been doing this thing since 2008. Um, But I'll try to make a long story short. So uh, back in 2008, we ran our first ever uh, FBU All-American Bowl for seventh and eighth graders. And um, I got a call. Actually, I actually got an email. I was running a youth league in Naples, Florida. I got an email asking for my best players, uh, back then it was DVDs, right? And so uh, they asked me to send in a couple of uh, kids and I sent in one who was a pretty good ball player. Uh, about two weeks later, the general manager at the time uh, for FBU gave me a call. And we said, hey, he said, hey, we, you know, we'd love to have this kid in the game. You know, can you get him here, you know, by so-and-so time? And I said, uh, without even thinking about it, I said, sure. Hung up the phone and I thought, Man, how am I going to get this kid who's one of of 10 brothers and sisters? um, And I know the parents didn't have a lot of money. And so somehow I convinced my brand new wife to take somebody else's kid 1,500 miles away to San Antonio, Texas, while she was at home nursing a 18-month-old and a uh, one-month-old on New Year's Eve in 2008. And so uh, I convinced her and uh, went out there. um, And I actually uh, coached against Eric Richards at the time, didn't know him. And I coached the seventh grade East team. He coached the seventh grade West team. Uh, He ended up beating me 21 to 14. Uh, The kid that I brought out there was the co-MVP of the game. And uh, and by the way, Eric will tell you that, that he beat me bad, but uh, what what everybody doesn't know is he had 15 year olds and I had 13 year olds. So that was the advantage he had over me. But <laughs> in all seriousness, that's how I met Eric. I went back um, and uh, and just fell in love with the product. It was the day before the All-American Bowl on NBC, which back then was known as the U.S. Army All-American Bowl. Um, I went back and, and told my wife. Uh, you know, I got to work for this company. And um, I just kept on calling them almost on a daily basis, asking them how I can be a part of it. And I think they felt sorry for me. And they gave me a job making $10 <laughs> an hour uh, on the phone, uh, making phone calls to kids to try to get them to our camps, which were brand new at the time. 2009 was the first year of uh, the football university camps in all positions. And so uh, I'll never forget, I got my first check for like $260 and I showed it to my wife. And at the time I had a really good job but I was coming home at two or three o'clock every day and making phone calls uh, for kids for $10 an hour. And I showed her for my first check and uh, she kind of looked at me like I had three eyes. And, um, and so that's how, you know, I first started with FBU. I first got involved with Eric uh, about six months later, they hired us both on full time. And uh, about six months after that, they asked me to move to New Jersey to be their national sales director. And so that's when really things started to take off in 2010. And, the first year we really did went out and did multiple cities and multiple camps. Uh, but that's how Eric and I met. And lo and behold, 10 years later, uh, Eric, who was making nothing at the time, which is volunteering his time. And me was I was making ten dollars an hour. We ended up owning the company. So it's the great American story, you know, to tell you the truth. And within two years after that, we sold it to a company called Three Step. Uh, and we were hired back as managing partners. And so um, it really was a, a dream come true to be able to, first of all, uh, work in the uh, in the world of, of football, which I, I love and 
you know, changed my life when I got back involved in it, you know, 15 years ago, and then meeting a guy like Eric and, and us coming together and really kind of changing the culture of what, you know, youth football is today. And, and I, th- I think we've done a pretty good job at it. But, you know, that's the, the long story short, I could probably make it longer with everything in, in between. But we kind of met because I think we both love the sport of football. You know, he was running a youth league, I was running a youth league, and uh, we were probably sick of uh, volunteering our time and thought maybe it's about time we get paid for what we do you know that's that's one thing um i have a hard time of like when i talk to people and i'm sure you do yourself i have a hard time of trusting people if they you know how can i put it right off the bat make it about money because eventually it it becomes that you want to get rewarded for your hard work but like you know case of point you and eric yourself putting in the groundwork didn't get paid for years you know that's what it takes to make it and that's what it takes to uh to run something as successful as you all did. Now, when you all sold it, how long was it before the company that you and Eric sold FBU to wanted to bring you guys back and run it? Yeah, you know, it's uh, it was it was you know hard to believe that it happened so quickly. But you know, we bought it in 2019, and um, you know, COVID hit in March of of 2020, I believe it was, and um, about 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 two months before that, this company was kicking our tires and. Then COVID hit and things kind of broke off. And, you know, Eric and I have been doing this for a long time. You know, he, he was the, the national yeah. director. I was the national sales director, became the vice president of the company. And so when we bought it, you know, we, we went out there, you know, knowing what we were doing, but also knew that we were taking on a big, you know, chunk. And, and you know, what was the light at the end of the tunnel, so to speak? Were we going to be doing camps till we were 70 years old, you know, pushing boxes? Because as, as you know, as a small business, you're doing it all. You're packing yeah. the boxes, you're you're driving the trucks, right? You're cleaning up the fields. Yeah. You're you're doing you're doing the whole thing. And so, you know, th- it was a God thing. I think they came to us and um, it, the, to kind of back up a little bit, uh, Fertitta um, Capital is the money behind a company called Three Step. And Lorenzo Fertitta is um, the guy. Oh my, who- man, that, that's amazing. That's awesome. People don't understand. I wish people actually knew that name and how influential and like entertainment. And that's awesome. That's cool. Yeah, he he's the... He's really the the, the engine behind the uh, what's happened with three step. Three step sports is a uh, conglomerate that that uh, has in the last three years has bought somewhere in the neighborhood of 110 to 120 companies. Uh, much like us, they bought us as the football entity. Uh, they also run some other uh, football camps as well. But we're the main thing in their football space. But they have field hockey. They have soccer. They have um, they have uh, basketball. They have lacrosse they're really big in lacrosse and so their goal was to go out and and really capitalize on this youth sports movement and we were one of those that decided to jump on board and really take advantage of of the things that they do from a marketing standpoint from a back-end standpoint Um, and it's really been a great you know a a great partnership so to speak because they hired us back immediately uh, and they really leave us alone they let Eric and I do what we do best which is run football camps and tournaments and find the freaks of tomorrow, you know, uh, in the sixth, seventh, eighth grade tournament that we run. Um, and, and they've really allowed us to do what we do best. And so it's been a great partnership. You wouldn't even think they own it. You know, they're, they're the, they're the guys that they run the show now, but Eric and I are still the front, the front men. That's gotta, that's gotta be pretty cool though, to, uh, to sell the company that you help grow and build and then get brought back as quick as you say you you and eric did and still get rewarded i mean that's that's pretty cool and not many people get a chance to uh, do something like that no no doubt and like you said going back 15 years when eric and i were working for nothing you know for the love of the game as they say right to uh, owning the company and then selling the company and working for a company like three step sports with such a professional 
um, backup that they can give us. And, 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 and a lot of our staff stayed with us. You know, we've had guys okay. that have been with us for, for 10 plus years. And I would say 90% of our staff was retained. The guys that she see on the road, the guys that make the engine run, so to speak, whether it's the, the sales and marketing with Matt Lauer, the operations and, and the coaching with Anthony Williams and Chris Contreras. You know, we're lucky to have guys that have been around uh, with us for a long time that do such a great job in running our camps and our tournaments. Now, you all start typically around, was it, is it April start stuff, tournaments or what, July, and then you all have something again in what, is it November? Yeah, Correct close, me. close. So our timeline is really, we're, we're year round now. So um, okay. you know, because our camp business is uh, the parents do pay for the kids to go to camp. We start marketing our camps in, in, in December and January. Um, our camps start in March. And then we go to 39 cities across the country from March to June, the end of June. Uh, and then our Top Gun camp is July 7th, 8th, and 9th. So we invite roughly 30% of the top players from our 39 camps to come to Naples, Florida, the Paradise Coast, in a brand new $140 million facility that they built down here. And we'll have about 1,800 kids this year That'll perform uh, on nine different fields uh, in the Paradise Coast with the opportunity to uh, be invited to our freshman All-American game, our national combine in San Antonio, and five kids will be invited to participate in the All-American Bowl on NBC uh, in the All-American game in January this year. So the Top Gun Camp is pretty much our culmination of our, our, our showcase camp series. Then we take about two months off. We get ready. And usually around um, August, September, the 48 cities that we run our tournaments in uh, start doing their tryouts. They start putting their teams together, just like Kentucky does with the Kentucky Middle School. And in December, the first weekend in December, we run eight regionals across the country uh, with uh, games on Saturdays and Sundays and the winners advancing back to Naples in December to play for a national championship. That's that's pretty cool. So I want to I'm going to switch gears here and then get back into the football aspects. Sure. What's some of the hardest things? Well, let me let me rephrase that. What's one of the hardest things you've ever had to overcome or go through in life? Woo, man, that's a great personally and professionally. <laughs> How about both? Both. Yeah. Uh, you know, personally, you know, probably, you know, growing up in a single family home. You know, uh, my dad was on the road a lot. Um, you know, my mom pretty much brought up four kids. And so um, I was pretty much on my own from the time I was 16 years old, 15, 16 years old. And so um, I went off to college from you know, I was a little a guy from New York who lived in six or seven different states because my dad was a traveling salesman. And when my parents got divorced, I I ended up you know living with him for a while, and it was pretty much like living alone. And so uh, I had to fend for myself. And the best thing that ever happened to me was was that was I had to to figure out how to do things on my own. And I think a lot of that has to do with my success today. Is that I had to grind. I had to find out you know how to be successful on my own. I I went off and played college football and, you know, went to North Dakota of all places to do it and had the best time of my life and met guys that I still stay in touch with today. So that was probably my biggest obstacle was learning to be a man at a very young age and and not having that, you know, father figure, so to speak of, you know, and and, and uh, living in a single family home. So that was tough to overcome, but I was able to do it and, and had great relationship with my mom and dad subsequently years, years later. I think from a professional standpoint, you know, it was making the leap uh, when I first got hired by football university to, to move to New Jersey to make about a third of what I was making uh, because I wanted to, I wanted to be in this space. I wanted to be, I wanted to be able to make changes in, in kids' lives. And I thought, 
you know, football saved my life, sports saved my yeah. life. And could I give that back to the kids? And so I had to make a leap of faith. I had to convince my wife and my my then uh, three-year-old son and 18-month-old son to move from beautiful Naples, Florida to New Jersey, where the company was based at that time, um, you know, to, to make- I'm sure that was hard though. <laughs> it was tough. It was yeah. tough. Not only did I convince her once, but then I convinced her twice when we moved back. And then we moved back to New Jersey again as the company- kept on building. So I think that was probably the hardest professional decision was to, you know, make that leap of faith, you know, and, and, and as, as I was told by the previous owner uh, who taught me a bunch of things and one of them was life is a process, you know, and you got to go through the process to get to the other side. And as a young guy, you know, in business, I didn't understand that at the beginning. I fully understand it now that it's a process, whether it's family, whether it's business, um, you know, when we bought the, the company three years ago, I never thought twice about it. It wasn't even a leap of faith. I just knew that Eric and I were destined for this because we talked about it for so long. So, but those are probably the two biggest things was taking a leap of faith in my professional life and, and going through what I did, you know, to get where I am today in my personal life. You always do have to take the, uh, the leaps of faith. If you're not able to trust yourself, something I live by. If you're not able to trust yourself, who can trust you? That's you right. Know? So when you take those leaps of faith, like you and Ari did in regards to FU and personal life and stuff like that, it shows you, you trust yourself and therefore people can trust you. Case in point, you sold it and they wanted you to come right back to work for them. No doubt. Now, I want to talk to you about the NFL just a little bit. What's your thoughts on the way the game is played today? And, you know, I talked to a former NFL player not long ago and he was talking to John um, John Connor. He used to play for Kentucky, play for the Jets for years. The way that the game is defensively now, they're trying to ha- hamper down on safety. But in mm-hmm. return, they're taken away from what the purpose is of the defensive players being there what's your thoughts on how they are trying to manage safety without taking the the game away from the defensive side and the overall aspect of the NFL today yeah you know that's a great question too Corey I mean I'm not a big NFL fan you know I I'm a huge college fan like I gotcha. I get up waiting for college game day to get on and I'll, <laughs> I'm the guy that watches the Pac-10 after after dark right or Pac-12 mm-hmm. whatever it's called today I mean I, I can watch college football from morning until the wee hours of the following morning, right? Um, and but the NFL, I can take it or leave it. And I and I don't know why that is. I think maybe it's because what you're talking about, the game has changed so much. I was a I grew up a 70s kid, you know, so back when when quote unquote football was football, you know, yeah. and, and you had Basically. the face mask and some of the quarterbacks didn't wear chin straps and you know there there was no rules, right? I mean, and that's the way I played in the 80s. You know, I was a you know, I played high school football and in the early eighties in college football from 85 to 88. And, you know, we played with the old neck rolls and you played until, you know, to the bitter end. So, you know, I think obviously NFL is about business. Um, the kid, the, the, the athletes are bigger, faster, and stronger. You know, you got linebackers running four, four, five forties, you know, you got offensive linemen that are, you know, um, benching and squatting and, and throwing up this crazy weight. So I can understand where the NFL is when it comes to the safety, it's definitely taken away from the game, but, Boy, you you watch like we, we had we watched the NFL draft. We had I think it was over um, 100 kids that that game went through our program at Football University that were drafted into the NFL, whether it's uh, the NFL draft or free agency. And you watch that what they do, you know, on on uh, online about um, the draft and, and and the hype and how many people come. And it's such a huge business, right? And so back when I was growing up in the NFL, it wasn't a business. You know, guys played for the love of the game. So I think that's probably why. I don't watch it the way I used to. 
you know, and so, um, but as far as the safety goes, I think, I think you have to look at that. I think because they're bigger, faster, and stronger kids, kids are getting hurt these days. And so they got to constantly, you know, come up with ways to make sure that things like what happened, what we thought may have happened last year with the Buffalo Bills incident, you know, um, doesn't happen. I'm sure that scared them. So for me personally, it's, uh, it's not my choice of the weekend of what I want to watch. I'm going to watch college football because I still think it's a, um, groundswell of what the game's all about. Speaking of college, I'm stay on that before we get back to FBU. The way college football has transitioned to where it's at globally and nationally, what's your thoughts on the NIL situation and the transfer portal situation? To me, before you give your opinion, I, I want to say as good as it is, it's equally as bad. What's your I'm thoughts you. on those two things? I'm with you 100% because just to what <laughs> I said before is yeah. that, you know, the reason I watch college football is because, it, you know, it's still – it was still had that, 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 uh, sense of real football, you know, and, and the fans and, and the, the tailgating and what football is all about, right. The, the kids that are getting scholarships, it is about the NIL and it's, it is, it is about where I can go get the best deal. And, you know, so I think sooner or later, I, w- I hope that the NCAA gets control of the NIL. I think it's here to stay. Uh, I think the portal's here to stay. Um, you know, I hate to see it because, you know, kids can transfer because they don't like a coach or, Things don't go their way, but I think it's just the way that that um, you know things have gone these days. I'm not a big fan of it, you know, but I also think it's a change in times. I also think that the NCAA makes millions of dollars off these kids. So at what point do you pay them, you know, and at what point um, you know do you do the NIL? And I think that's why it's it's taken the the college uh, space by storm. And so I'm kind of like you. Um, I'm kind of uh, I know it's here to stay. Mm-hmm. For a while, I hope they get some some rules behind it. It's not something that I enjoy because I really love what college football really is all about. And it's about the kid getting an opportunity to get an education and get his education paid for so that he can go on. And, you know, 99% of those kids are never going to go on and play in the NFL. You know, it's a great dream, but most of them are going to go on and use that education as a, as a, as a way to get a, a job and a, and a way to go out and make a living for their families. And so that's why I love college football. And I hope so. Hopefully we can, we can keep it some sense of uh, sanity when it comes to the portal and NIL. You know, the, the only unfortunate part of it is I guess you could look at it from the perspective of the players ever since the beginning of time prior to what, two years ago when NIL first started coming around, who's to say they won't be for a while before they get any glimpse of control on it. And I say that because maybe the NCAA realizes how long and how often they took advantage of the student athletes. Maybe they're honestly, without saying it, letting them get a little bit of get back, if that makes sense. Yeah, Corey, that's a, that's a, I never thought of it that way. Um, you know, I know the NCAA has a lot of other things that are that they've got to handle on a daily basis. And it seems to be a little bit disorganized at times. But that's a that's a that's a good point. You know, and I do feel that, you know, as much time and effort and and obviously now with the the new contracts that these uh, TV deals have millions and yeah. millions and millions of dollars that that the colleges are making, why can't the kids get a little piece of that so that they're not living, um, you know, day to day or they're living week to week, you know, and, 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 and weekends that are, that they're living alone and they, they don't have, you know, food or I know they get paid, a, you know, uh, a stipend to, to be able to take care of some things, but, you know, college kids are still college kids, you know, week to week. And so, you know, for some of these kids that have, have, have made the schools a lot of money, you know, I think there's a, there's a purpose there that, and, 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 and for them that, that there maybe there is a give back from the NCAA and you got a good point. Maybe that's part of it. Um, you know, I, I tend to try to look at the good side of sports 
Yeah. You know, I'm, a, I'm not a glass half empty kind of guy. I'm a glass half full, you know? And so I like to think that it's still pure, you know, although it's, it's a different world that we live in than what we lived in 15, 20 years ago. So I want to get back into FBU before, and a few more things before we end this great conversation. If I'm a parent, why do I want to put my child in the FBU camp? Yeah. Another great question, Corey. I mean, there's a lot of camps out there to choose from, right? Um, and there's, and there's some good ones. And number one, I would tell parents, do your research, right? Do your research on where you're putting your athletes. Cause you know, there's a lot of guys out there that don't do the right thing. They're not organized. You know, they, they, they do it for a money grab. I think FBU ha- has a quality product and we've withstood this test of time. We've had competitors come and go. I think the shield and the brand means a lot. It, two things I would say. Number one, during the camp season, if you want to get to be a better football player, whether you're in middle school or high school, we've got some of the best coaches in the country to teach you. You come to FBU not as much for exposure, but to about, about to, be, to, to try to become a better football player in the one-day or two-day camps. And because we have NFL and college coaches or NFL and college players that have been there before, they really get down to the grass uh, roots of how to become a better football player along the same way. We, we do talk about recruiting. We talk about yeah. to the parents about seminars because most parents have no clue what they need to do to, to get their kids exposure. And with our partners, 24 seven sports and, and uh, the UC report, uh, we're able to give uh, athletes exposure as well. The Top Gun event, you know, uh, once the athletes come to Top Gun, if they get invited is another opportunity for them to get exposure and really get an opportunity to compete against kids from all across the country, whether you're from Seattle, Washington, or Miami, Florida, or you're from Boston, Massachusetts, or LA, or anywhere in between, you're going against the best kids in the country, and you really get an opportunity to kind of see where you stand against other kids, but not just in your in your region, but in your, across the country. So for your for the camp side of the business, I think you're you're coming to a camp because you want to become a better football player. Along the lines, you get to be you get some exposure. Our tournaments, you know, we've got we've had Trevor Lawrence, we've had Sony Michelle, we've had Bryce Young. We've had all these different athletes that have played in our sixth, seventh, eighth grade game, our freshman All-American Bowl that we have down here in Naples, Florida. This is really an opportunity. So think of the Little League World Series of Baseball meets AAU basketball. That's what we do. That's what we do at the football level for the middle school and the freshmen. They get an opportunity to play against a regional team and then winners advance down to Naples, Florida to go against some great competition. And because our social media is, you know, I got to give some kudos to our social media team, Will Diamond, Matt Lauer. They do, I was just talking to the guy today. We over we have over half a million followers on our social media platforms. This past year, we had over 200 million views. That's 200 million views on our social media platforms. Um, and, and for kids to get exposure through this tournament and through our camps, it's an opportunity for them to be exposed yeah. at a young age. You know, you see, you're hearing kids about you know, getting offers in seventh and eighth grade and ninth grade. That's some of the kids that we have come to our camps. So I think twofold. I think kids are going to come to our events and our camps and, and get great coaching by college and NFL type coaches and then come to our events and get an opportunity to see how well they stack up with kids across the country. If you could give one piece of advice out there to anybody, what would it be and why? Yeah, Um you know, that's a great question, too. You're asking great questions, Corey. I tell you, for kids that that want an opportunity to go to the next level in any sport, and obviously we're talking about football right now, it's a process and it's a grind. And, and if I can if I can give them some advice on how to do it, whether you're in middle school or high school, you got to grind. It's a seven-day-a-week grind because yep. if you're not doing it, somebody else is doing it. And that means getting yep. in the weight room. 
That means being coachable by your coaches. That means getting out and, and, and going to camps, not just FBU camps, but getting to college camps and, and start relationships because scholarships come because you develop great relationships. You network with these college coaches. And if you're not doing that, you're, you're missing the ball. So, you know, and then finally, obviously, it, it's all about what you're doing in the classroom, right? It's not just about what you're doing on the field, but what you're, what you're doing off the field, whether it's, you know, making sure that you're getting all A's and B's, whether it's making sure you're hanging around the right kids, ma- making sure that you're being a leader. You got to be a well-rounded student athlete uh, for, an, for a college to invest $200,000, $250,000 a year in you. Right. Because that's what they're doing. Yeah. They're investing in who you are. And so, um, you know, I think it's 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 hard work. It's it's weight room work. It's being coachable and being a good student athlete. When Steve Quinn's time is said and done, how does Steve Quinn want to be remembered as a person? Wow, man, I got to start thinking about that because I'm getting older and older. What are they going to say on my on my uh, I mean, I know what some guys may say. (laughs) Right. Um, you know, that I was able to help, I was able to help student athletes, you know, that I was able to help give back to what was so freely given me, you know, and, uh, you know, that's what I think that all of us can do as leaders in our community, as leaders um, across the country, myself and Eric, um, I think what we're about is, is being able to give back and, and, and showing athletes that there is a, a path to whether it's, it's, it's playing college football or it's going on and, 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 and being a good father and a good husband and bringing up a good family. We're here to help the student athletes using football as a vehicle for an education and as a vehicle to be a good person in your community. And so I, I want to be remembered um, that I was a, a person that was able to help athletes and help parents uh, and, and give them a, 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 a road uh, to being a, a good student athlete. Steve, I want to thank you for your time. Hopefully you enjoyed yourself, man. And I look forward to chatting with you again soon. Mr. Quinn, you take care of yourself, brother. You too, man. I appreciate you having me on. Anytime you need me on, anything you need from me, we're here to help you. Thank you, sir. Thanks, Corey.